Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I want to do something a little different this session, and I don't know what I'll call this. I want to do try to do one of these maybe a week. Um, I'll tell you where I'm looking. I'm looking in Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20. You can actually say verse 20 down through 23, but... Uh, but largely, I'm thinking of Isaiah 5, chapter 5, verse 20. Uh, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And then in verse 21, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. And then in 22, it, it's a little different. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and valiant men in mixing strong drink. And in 23, who acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the innocent of his right. At these times, there was a lot of corruption in the system in, in Israel, in their, their whole society. They had really they had really walked away from God in a in a large way. I'm not saying that every single one, but to a large degree their society as a whole <coughs> pardon me, was um was moved away from God and following God and they were they were doing these things, they were corrupt like this. And I really wanted to focus on twenty because it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Because that's what we see a lot of in society. Now, we see a lot of that, and it's not anything new. It's not, it didn't just happen. It didn't just come up in the past 10, 20 years, or 50 years, or even, even 100 years, really. Um, it may seem to us that it's gotten stronger and more so, you know, more this way in our lifetimes. Uh, I'm an older guy, so. And it seems that way, but when I look back historically and remember the things I've read, this has been a problem. This has always been a problem. And it is a societal problem. For some reason, we are tricked and fooled into believing things that are the reverse. And if I pick on some of these things, I'm just going to mention some of these topics. We're going to go through this. Um, you know, minor, you know, minor things like uh, the truth is is warped and turned and changed so that it's not not so important the facts aren't what's looked at and judged by instead people go by things what they call my truth or their truth and what they really mean is their perspective or their opinion and I'm okay with those things but but perspective and opinion isn't absolute truth isn't facts I understand that when, that when two people and let's just use a car wreck for an instance. You see a fender bender. Two people on opposite sides of the street or from different angles. They see that fender bender different ways. And they may have slightly different thoughts about it. Now the facts are. 
there was a collision. You know, the facts are these things, but they have different perspectives. But that's not different truths. I mean, that's a different perspective. And that's not to say, see, we make that, we make that allowance because we understand that if I see something on this side and you see something on that side, even though we see the same thing, I may see different parts of it that you didn't see. You might see parts of it that I didn't see. So the truth is all the facts together and our perspectives taken into account together. But to say that that is my truth is kind of silly. It's just a perspective. It's just what you saw, you know, and what you see from your perspective. Um, my perspective of things over my life has been different and sometimes that has corrected the truth has corrected me because I only saw it from my angle I didn't understand and then whatever it was was fully explained to me and maybe I saw was it was opened up so that I could see other people's um, perspective and then I could more readily see the whole thing and see the truth and all the facts But people nowadays, they want to make that flexible. Again, you know, calling something evil good and calling something good evil. Putting darkness for light and light for darkness. They want to change what something is. They don't want it to be... And I say they. And I, and I say it's us as a society... Um, when people fall away from God and they lose that moral compass, when they don't have the guiding light that is the Lord in their life, they're going to start, you know, then they're going to become, let's see here, verse 21, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Well, then they're going to think they're wise and they're shrewd in their own sight. And there are other scriptures we could look at that would back these things up. But I'm, I'm not interested in like trying to prove something scripturally. I'm trying to get us to think about these things. But I do want to, you know, make sure that we look at the Word of God for, you know, so that we can hopefully understand and maybe we can find the answer we need. Um, because the answers are here. So when I say maybe, I just mean on a personal level, maybe we can study through and find find that for you know each person. Um, the Bible is true and real for all of us, but this goes back into perspectives. Um, I may have read the entire Bible. I may understand big portions of it. Or... I may only understand little portions of it. Someone else may understand bigger portions of it and see more of the truth. So from, so they have, you know, more of that to draw upon, and that's a that's a kind of perspective too. Um, so we learn and we grow and we change, um, but that doesn't make, you know, that doesn't change facts. That doesn't change the way things really are. If I'm wandering off, if I'm rambling off too much, if I'm off topic, uh, forgive me. I'm trying not to be. I'm really trying to stay true to what I'm thinking of. And, uh, 
you know, the first, the first bastion of, of this, kind of a, it's kind of a spiritual warfare, it really is, um, like is mentioned in the epistles, um, the first bastion of that is truth, and, and God's word is truth, and that's, that's where the truth comes from, and they want to, you know, people who, who are against us, who are against that in this spiritual warfare, they are, you know, they are wanting to uh, have their own way. They want to be wise in their own eyes. And, um, they don't want, you know, us to be judging them. They think we are judging them. I, I say we are not to judge them. We do judge actions, and we do that in the right way. You know, um, someone who robs, well, robbing, thievery, is wrong. It's, it's a given. That's wrong. We, we all know that's wrong. That doesn't make that person an extremely evil person that needs to be put down like a dog or killed or something. It just means, you know, we need to try to help them. We need to try to get them on the, you know, what we call the straight and narrow. But, anyway, so the assault first is on the truth and on the moral, the moral fiber the, of God's word and what he supplies us and how he teaches us how to be. Um, we know that that is the first, that's the first assault, it's on the truth. And that's why I get into this, you know, calling evil good and good evil and bringing darkness for light and light for darkness. Um, that's their first, that's their first attack. They want to discredit people, you know, as a society, people want to discredit God so that they can be justified doing whatever they want. Okay, that's, I mean, we have to understand that that's, that's what's going on. I'm not saying everybody in the world is that way, but I'm saying there are a number of people who, um, that is, that is their way. They're not going to accept God because they cannot, they can't give in to that. They can't say, well, I need a moral compass. I know I am a moral compass. That's how they think about it. Um, so anyway, like I'm saying, the uh, the truth is like the first the first thing they need to do away with the first thing they they want to get rid of, and the truth is God's word. The truth is the facts that we see and know, um, but the truth is God's word mainly in that moral guidance. The uh, uh, what has brought us down through you know the centuries, but the issues we have the issues we have with with society turning away from God and, and uh, wanting to be wise in its own eyes and choose its own way and do its own thing. That has always been here. That was here thousands of years ago. Um, you can read about it in the Bible, different, uh, different nations. You can read about it in Israel itself. Um, they would turn away from God and they would become corrupt. And that's, that's what is going on here. When you read Isaiah 5, you have to realize they have turned from God and they are very corrupt, and they are doing a lot of wrong things, worshiping other gods, and and doing a lot of things. They're obviously, if you read through this, they're partying, and and they're doing a lot of things that you might recognize that are that can be problems today. 
Now, part of these issues that we that we face, I mean, I think the first the first part of it is just see the founding fathers of this country. Okay, people want to want to say, well, they were they weren't really Christians; they were they were deists. But no, if you read their documents, if you read what they wrote. They were Christians. They believed in the Christian religion. They believed in Jesus. You know, um, like 90-some percent, okay? Um, and, you know, when you talk about how... Now, I'm, I'm talking about America, of course. The United States, uh, the way this country was founded. It was founded on a... It was... It, they really did want a separation of church and state, okay? But not the way it's spun today. It's spun today that oh, we, we need to keep the church out of the government. No. That was not it at all. They were leaving places like England and Europe where the government was dictating your religion, was dictating your church. In England, it was the Church of England. In other places, it was maybe it was uh, they were dictating to you through the Pope and the Vatican, you know, through the Catholic Church they were ruling you. In some places, but the government was telling you what you could do. You know, these rulers were telling you what you could do, who you could worship, and who you couldn't. And in this country, you had to be like you had to be Catholic, or you had to be Church of E, or you had to be whatever. The government was telling you. Now, some of that was polluted by the Vatican and by the, the Pope, and, and there were some notoriously bad things there, okay? But you'll notice that that was set up, the, the Catholic Church was set up kind of like a little mini Roman religious empire, which is unfortunate. Um, so it definitely had problems. But, uh, but what I'm really referring to, though, is when... When our people came over here to uh, the New World, they were escaping religious persecution. They were leaving these governments who were wanting to control their worship. So when we talk about separation of church and state, it's not that we want the church out of our government. No, we want the government out of our church. We want to be able to worship God. And we want others to have the same religious freedom. We want them to be able to worship. Or not worship, if that's your thing. Which atheism, in a way, has become its own religion. You know, if you want to not worship. In this country, we want everyone to have the freedom of religion. And we want to be tolerant of that. And we don't want the government interfering with that. We want moral religious people in our government. If you think you don't, then you are you are totally wrong. You just don't know it. We want moral religious people in our government. And so we need people who recognize what is evil and what is good and know the difference. We need that so bad. And we need people who are not putting out light for darkness, you know, but are, but are true and, and are seeing the truth and know the truth. We need people who are 
just not wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight, but are uh, believing in God. When we go to vote as citizens, we should be voting based off the Word of God. We should not be voting for anyone who is you know, is against the Word of God. Never. We should never, as Christians, we should never vote for someone who's who's against um, the Lord. That, that doesn't make sense. So, the whole idea there, though, has been twisted. Because we're talking about, you know, the separation of church and state. The whole idea has been twisted people want to say that now, like, oh, I want the church out of my government, I want the church out of my laws. No, you don't. No. No. You want those moral guiding principles. You want those to be your laws. You really do. You just, maybe you don't realize it, but you do. We need those morals. We need those guiding principles. That's what our country is founded on. What we don't want is the government telling us how to worship and telling us who to worship and how to worship. We want we want Jews to be able to worship in their way. We want Christians and there's a bevy of different denominations of Christians and non-denominational. Um, we want everyone to be able to worship in their own way. We want of, of course we want to influence each other in good ways and we want to bring everyone back to studying the Bible, going by the Bible and using the Bible as the source that's how it's intended but by the same token we have to realize that everybody has the right to choose and to uh, believe and worship and even if you want to worship the spaghetti head monster or whatever that is you know that is your choice it's not a choice I would make um, but if you would rather just make fun of all religion by doing that that is that is your choice I do feel sorry for you, but, and I would talk to you about it if you were, pardon me, I hit the mic, if you were so inclined. Nonetheless, um, so that's, you know, that's part of it, is, is this twisting of things and saying, no, we don't want the church in our government. But yes, you do. You want moral strong moral people in your in your government that's that's a little bit of the problem that I see and that's like I say that's a part of the problem maybe I shouldn't say a little bit but that's a part of the problem is that we're no longer following the right procedures in basing our choices off the Word of God and looking for those who are being truthful and forthright and are following God themselves to be our leaders and to help guide us. So if we choose immoral people, then our government becomes immoral. And we don't want that. That's something we don't want. Now, you may think I'm wondering off topic. I'm, I'm really, really not. I'm still, to me, all this, all this still pertains to Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Um, especially verse 20, but also 21. 
Um, let me read that again. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes, wise in their own eyes, I don't know what I just said, and shrewd in their own sight. This all goes with that, you know. Um, once they once they get that, and they kind of have their hooks into things, and they have people thinking, what's well, a separation of church and state? We want to keep religion out of out of the government. No, that is not what we want at all. That was never the intention. The intention is to keep government out of our religion. Now we need to remember that because when we forget that and we think it's the other way, the government will come back into our religion. If you say, oh, I want, we want separation of church and state, we don't want you know, religious or moral people in our government, well, eventually you'll get it to where, yeah, the people running the ship, running the show, they aren't going to be moral religious people, and they are going to want to tell you who to worship, how to worship, if you can worship at all. There are countries, there have been countries in our countries where you don't have any choice, or you cannot worship at all. It's been a long-standing thing. That is not anything, again, none of this is anything new none of this. This has been going on for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Looked all down through history. All of this has always been a problem. <clears throat> so then we come to other moral moral dilemmas and moral issues. And these things, some of these do involve the government somewhat and some well, to more or less. Some, some do. Um, we look at other other issues. Um, there I, I was talking about, you know, the church and state issue that people like to bring up. But that's just a smokescreen. That's just a smokescreen that they use that they don't want you to apply any moral judgment to their actions. And they don't want you to judge them. Now I say we don't judge people. And we shouldn't judge people. But actions we can judge, like we mentioned earlier. Actions we can judge, and wrong actions can be judged. If I'm, if I hit somebody, you can judge that is wrong and tell me, hey, dude, that's wrong. And and you're right. You're absolutely right. That doesn't condemn me for all eternity, okay? But you know, we can tell people when they're wrong. Um. Some of the other topics I'm looking at, and I'm just going to touch on each of these briefly, but I want to try to go, like I'm talking about, trying to maybe do almost like a series of lessons on these things. I'm hoping these will be beneficial in some way. I, I can't claim, you know, to have any super, super uh, special knowledge, um, except what I can get from the Bible. And uh, the truth in God's word, that's all I can go by. And that's all I can base any advice off of. Um, like like my advice about voting. We shouldn't be voting for anyone who isn't, at a minimum, following some, some minimum moral guidelines. Um, they should hopefully be a, a godly person. But... When push comes to shove and you come down to those last couple of people, who is who is the better moral choice based on God's word? That's what we have to go by. 
um, and these other topics that I'm going to mention here these 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 are somewhat affected by all of that we look at uh, things like well like like homosexuality okay that has been pushed and it's been pushed now this has been going on for thousands of years the Greeks recorded these things happening and it used to be known as a Greek thing to basically be a pedophile or be into for a guy to be into other guys okay um, it's gross I mean it's gross to us on a on a personal level okay let's just get past that it is it is gross and 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 that's true it is um, on a personal level if you're not into that it's yeah it's repulsive but let's look at it from a more realistic uh, level it is it's wrong it's morally wrong it is a twisting of the way things should be it's it's unnatural it's uh you know the bible there are scriptures both in the old testament and the new testament that mention this it's you know it's unnatural and it's abhorrent and it's i'm sorry but it's um it's not a good practice for you on a mental emotional level um, these people tend to be very disturbed and uh, and it's not a good healthy thing and uh, most I think most know it and they're filled with shame and and stuff about it and they rail against that with their parades and other things trying to pretend that it's not a bad thing um, here in this society they've got it to be acceptable enough that people just think of it as all oh, that's that's an okay alternative lifestyle but it's not and we know it's not okay we know it's we know it's unnatural it's not normal we know that um, that it's it's a mental and emotional problem they got it removed from the psychological books as being a mental and emotional problem and that's a mistake here again that's not being truthful that's calling something good that is evil it's I'm sorry but it's that's just the way it is removing it from the books and trying to claim that it's not bad doesn't make it good that doesn't make it doesn't change what it is it doesn't change the truth and the, and the truth is for a guy to be after another guy in that way it is it's in a mental and emotional it's a psychological thing there is a problem there that needs to be addressed <clears throat> simply putting the okay stamp on it and saying well we accept it that doesn't make it better that doesn't help that person that's that's not even real love in my opinion you're not really loving someone when you just what if they were a drug user are you just going to stamp that as okay? Or an alcoholic? Are you just going to put that okay stamp on it and let them go on and live that horrible life and, and die? That's not love. Love is to talk to them honestly and truthfully and try to get them out of that. I know that's not PC and not very nice nowadays. And really someone has to be open to talking to you about it I, I know that so I mean it's not like you can just go out and go to a place where they congregate and you can talk to them and 
and they would really be up for it. You really have to you really have to find a way or an opportunity where you can talk to them where they're um, interested in listening where they would actually be interested in God's word and in what you have to say and I, that's sad and it's it's hard it makes it very difficult but uh, and because we'd be coming at it from we're you know more and more <clears throat> we're kind of becoming the minority because we're like no you know the truth is this is still a bad practice this is still a wrong thing and you know they're starting to push a little more to get uh, because basically homosexuality has been legalized and, and been approved of and been given that stamp of approval um, they're going to push now and it's already started um, it's probably been going on for a little while and I just hadn't noticed but uh, they're going to push now to bring back um, what do they call that uh, where you have multiple wives and I can't think of the word or, or multiple husbands you could go either way but the plural marriages um Wow, and I just can't think of it. You know, they used they they did it in the polygamy. They they want to bring back. They want to you know they want to get polygamy legalized. I don't I don't know at what point it's going to stop. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully they won't get to where they try to normalize pedophilia. Though I feel that they would try to go that route if they thought they could get away with it. There are certain people who would do that if they could and that's a terrible awful thing but um, to get back to it you know they want to call that a good alternative lifestyle a, a good practice uh, it's not harmful it's it's not bad it's fine it's okay you can be normal but we see that that's not true it's it's obvious in so many ways and it's just not a good healthy relationship for people yeah I, I have guys that I'm friends with that I uh, I have some old friends that I would I would I would say that you know I, I love them I don't have as much to do with them as I wish I did um, but uh, you know I love them and care about them like brothers like and like my brothers but um that's not the same as is as what we're talking about you know that's that's just a good camaraderie brotherly love that you have for people or even a familial love when you when you bring a friend in and you basically you basically think of them as family you know but that's not what we're talking about you know homosexuality is its own thing and and part of the way they try to normalize it and make it better is um is they want to use the word they want to label it gay well gay the real definition of gay is happy joyful you know sort of happy-go-lucky um and that's not what homosexuality is homosexuality is homosexuality it is not gay and it's not happy and it's not that so you know that's one of the ways they want to call it they want to call evil good and good evil so it's a perversion of the truth which is not what we want and not what we want to be a part of alright um, I'm gonna have to go I will be back so I pardon pardon me for this interruption but with editing I will be right back okay alright alright I'm back so I know this is a much longer 
session than I would normally do, but I want to do I want to do some of these, even if I can only do, you know, um, maybe one a week. And this is just a just a beginning and just touching on some things that we need to look at. Um, you know, we were just talking about. Uh, I was just talking about homosexuality. Well, there's something else. Now, this is probably this is probably the single most important thing we should be looking at. Um, <clears throat> worldwide, especially here in the United States, but worldwide, this is this is an epidemic, and it is a horrible thing, and it there is no there is no justification for this. And what I'm talking about is um, the murder of children. It's labeled abortion. And they label it abortion because that was a medical procedure to, you know, basically abort a child. Which was originally intentionally, I think, originally intended to be used as a last-ditch effort to, like, save a mother's life or something. I think that was probably the original thought or intent of such a procedure. Um, however... Regardless of what its original intent or thought was, this has become just a wholesale slaughter. Millions of children are just being murdered. And the people who are for this, they, they want to call themselves pro-choice. Yeah, that's not exactly true, is it? Because the child doesn't have a choice. So it's kind of, it's another fallacy. It's another um, calling evil good. Um, they've, you know, they've tried to label it in such a way as to make it, you know, we don't want to say we're pro-death, but that's what you really are. I mean, if you're if you're fighting for the right of abortion, then you're basically fighting for the right to just slaughter innocent children. And there are places that want to, there are states, even here in the U.S., that want to allow you to decide to have an abortion up to the moment of birth and right immediately after, so that you have a viable baby, but they would just let it die, or kill it and walk away. Or they would kill it before they would let it out of the womb. Now, this is a very inflammatory topic. I know it is. I understand emotions run high. But, I, and I don't, I mean, approaching it from a scriptural standpoint, you know, you know what the definition of murder is. Murder is the planned killing of someone. Okay, you've planned it out, you've thought it out, you've planned it out ahead of time, and you, you killed them in cold blood, on purpose. You, you set yourself out to do it, and you did it. That's murder. And that's what abortion is. Except in extremely rare cases... 
there should be there should be these exceptions you know you don't want the mother of your children dying because of you know a very difficult birth or whatever there are extreme cases and I understand that and I think most all reasonable logical people matter of fact <laughs> I think most all reasonable logical people would would ex would accept the fact that they in these extreme cases which is a very low percentage of the time that you know that may be necessary okay and that's how that should be used and that's what it's for it was supposed to be a tool for saving lives but it's been turned into again taking something and turning it into an evil thing a good thing into an evil thing <clears throat> It's being used to just murder. Now, you can try to label that murder however you want, but it's still murder. Now, and I'm not saying for those who've, who've done this, who've had abortions, who've done these things, because they were told it was okay, they were told it was perfectly fine, They, for whatever reason, maybe they panicked, they were afraid of whatever kind of repercussions. I'm not saying those people are condemned and those people are horrible, awful people. I think they they probably think that's what we think, but that's that's not what I think, and that's not what any of us should think. They are still people. They just, you know, they made mistakes. They listened to the wrong people. They listened to the wrong things. They had the wrong guidance. God still loves them and cares about them, and and so should we. But but here's the thing: when you come down to abortion, it it is murder first of all. Okay, and. You can try to say it's not, but it is. Except for those extreme cases, like I say. And, and people, I think people would allow for, um, for cases like rape and in incest also. Because those were definitely not by choice and definitely unwanted. And, and in a very malicious way, if you know what I mean. I mean, uh, those, are, those are horrible cases, okay? those are horrible cases and it's understandable and you should not force someone to basically punish them more to do something that uh, in those cases where they it's not like they had a choice you know what I mean um, everybody else I'm sorry everybody else you have a choice your choice is made you know when we have sex with another person we know that there's a possibility no matter what you use or what you do, you know there's a possibility. So, you make that choice, you roll that dice, you know that could happen. And for some people, they want it to happen. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, they're, they're trying to, and they don't even think about abortion or anything ever. But, uh, but, but we all know that's, that's how we procreate, that's how we have children. So we all know, as adults, that is a risk, that is a chance. Um, then you can think of it as a risk, you know, when you, when you don't want it. Um, I understand, you know, but we've all, you know, a lot of us, especially older folks, we've been there, we know, but I will tell you that would have never been an option for me. I, I just could not see ever doing that. Um, that's just me even when I was younger, and I was not a perfectly good person or anything, nothing like that, no. But, even when I was younger, I just did not believe in this. I always knew this for what it was. It's The way people are trying to use it, they're trying to use this murder of children as retroactive birth control. 
but your 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 control is in your choices up front and that's the way it is now they try to say it's not but it is that's the real truth of the matter that is the real facts is that if you have sex you're most likely going to get pregnant at some point or going to cause a pregnancy if you're a guy anyway so they try to call it something it's not they try to call it a you know like it's a planned parenthood thing planned parenthood is from my understanding and this is my understanding is that it they really push abortion first they're not trying to help people have children you know we know there's a moral problem when your first thought is to kill where is the outcry where is the people that want to at least give these children a chance you know um you would think now and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and this is going to sound very political i'm not trying to be political i don't care what party you affiliate with but every democratic politician running for president wholly supports this this murder this form of murder they wholly support it in in total non you know i mean just open they're just they totally support it they want it they want it to be more available and more prevalent How is that helping people? You're you're just murdering them. You're not helping them. How is it helping? Let's say you're a minority. Pardon me. <clears throat> let's say you're a minority who, by and large, this affects minorities more than more than the people who are like in power and have money and have wealth. You know, yeah, they may choose to have an abortion, but honestly, they can just choose to have a have the baby. And, and take care of it and, and it's not a big issue for them but we're talking about what if you're a minority what if you are a minority and, and well okay I don't mean this to be insulting in any way but think about it you're saying black lives matter if you are part of that movement there's no way you should vote for any of these democratic people they're all in favor of abortion, of basically killing your children. Because they know that maybe they believe, that they don't know. Matter of fact, I will change that. They don't know, okay? But they believe that that's what you want. That you would rather kill your children than to have them and raise them. And I, I believe that for every minority, though. I'm just using that as an example. I'm not trying to be smart or mean to anyone. But I'm trying to say, if you really believe that, there's no way you can vote for these guys. These people. They are... You know, they just want to see more of your people murdered. Because that's, by and large, who this affects the most. That's why... <clears throat> I hate to say it, but this is the way it is. They want underprivileged people, people who don't have as much. They they want them to go to these clinics and to get these cheap or free abortions and to get rid of those people. They don't want you to procreate and have more of you. 
I'm sorry, it's the way it is. And that is not even based on race. That is based on the fact that they <clears throat> are higher up the political and social, social food chain. You know, uh, social food chain and the uh, economical food chain. <clears throat> so they don't care. Now they may claim to care. And they may say they they want to provide these Planned Parenthood places and these clinics where you can go get abortions. They provide those because they feel sorry for you and they want you to have a way out. Is that truly a way out? Murdering your children? Doesn't sound like a way out. I'm trying to think about this logically. Um, I mean, the Bible plainly in Proverbs, you know, says that... Uh, you know, God hates those who shed innocent blood, and that is that is an important thing to be aware of. And we can't condone and continue to condone these murders. I mean, we're talking millions of children. It's um, this is the most important issue in the world today. Where do you think of it as political? Where do you think of it as religious? Um, I don't care how you think of the issue. The reason it is is because it's it's the murder of millions of children, millions of human beings, millions of people who never get a chance. And some people like to say, well, they, you know, they would they would live in these horrible conditions, or they would be given up for adoption. Maybe they would never get adoption. They get adopted. They would have a horrible life. They would be so miserable and then we're just trying to spare them this awful life are you really sparing them an awful life it sounds to me like you're taking them from a place of having maybe low chances you know maybe their chance at a really good life is is less is low is you know percentage wise maybe it's a you know one in a hundred or five in a hundred you know, maybe it's a low percentage chance that they would have what we would think of as a good life. But think about it this way. If you kill them, they have no chance. That's none. Zero. And you're forgetting we're all responsible for our lives. God has given us and supplied us with everything we need. And it's up to us to make the choices that make our lives. It's up to us to do what we should do. To take care of ourselves, to take care of our families. You're taking all that personal responsibility away from them. And you're just killing them. You're giving them no chance. And that's wrong. I mean, are would you look at, let's say... A baby that had been born within the past 24 hours, born to poor parents in a in a uh, bad situation. Maybe they're in the uh, living in a cardboard box on the street or whatever, and you would just go in and what kill that baby so that you'd spare it that awful life. Is that I mean, is that really a justifiable thing? That's that's how people try to justify these murders. And that's what, and that's the way abortion is being used. That's why I'm calling it that. It's murder. It is murder. It's being used as a tool of murder, and that—that's not how it's supposed to be. But that's how it's being used. 
And that is the most important issue in the world today. If you look back, people are going to be mad at me for making these comparisons, but this is just a fact. We have killed millions and millions of babies more than Jews that were killed in Nazi Germany. More than Stalin killed back in Russia that we, we don't even know all the people that necessarily he had killed. Okay? I think I've got that right in that it was Stalin. Um, if I have the wrong name, you can let me know. Sometimes I confuse... No, I think Stalin is the right one. You know, um, their atrocities are nothing compared to this. This is the this has been snuck in. It's a clinical thing. They've snuck it in as a clinical thing. It's something to help you, but it doesn't help you. And the, for the woman who has this done, who chooses this path, it hurts her emotionally and mentally, and it will be with her all her life. And it's not a good thing. It's a horrible thing. There's nothing to the benefit. What? Where's the benefit of it? You would be much better served to have your baby and and relinquish it, and let let it be adopted. There are people who want to adopt babies. There really are. Anyway, I just want to I'm, I'm, I just want to briefly touch on these things, and I know that I'm taking long. This is probably much longer than I've ever taken before. But I think these are things that we need to look at and talk about, and we need to realize that we need to start making a difference. If you're a Democrat in the Democratic Party, and you're a Christian, you need to work to change that party. I'm not saying you can leave that party if you want to. You could become libertarian, independent, whatever. Whatever you think is more appropriate with following God's Word. Okay, or just be I, I, I myself just consider myself to be independent. I, I can't really follow either party. I try to pick the best I can, but right now I admit that probably the deciding factor for me is abortion. There's something morally wrong with you if you can stand there and say, yeah, it's fine. It's all good. It's a good thing. Because there you're calling evil good and good evil. Because then you have people who are pro-life, who don't want these abortions, and these people are being run down and denigrated and treated like they're monsters. Now, we should not be killing anybody. We should not be bombing clinics. We should not be doing anything of that sort. Anybody who's doing that, they are just as morally wrong, and, and they are all flawed. Okay, they are flawed. It's terrible. We do not do things like that. That's not how Christians should be. Pardon me. <clears throat> so, I just want to say that clearly. Um, but yeah, abortion is being used as murder. They want to call it pro-choice. There is no choice. That's a lie. That's just a smokescreen. Um, they want you to say it, call it abortion. They want to think of it as birth control. It's not birth control. It's just murder. I mean, that's really what it is. Um, seemed like there was another thing about that that I wanted to mention where, um, but I can't think of it right now. Oh, yeah, I can. Okay. They want to call it a woman's issue. They want to say, well, a woman should have a right to do with what she wants in her body. I agree, but 
the problem is once you become pregnant that's not your body that's that that part that is it is in you it is living in you okay and for you to say it's not alive is wrong because everything else in you is alive just your organs and stuff those are alive so definitely this child that you're carrying that's alive that's alive and then also on top of being alive in the way that your organs are alive it is also a life it is a different separate life yes just like with mammals throughout the world you carry your child within you that does not make your child an organ of your body that you can get rid of like your liver or stomach or whatever so honestly you can't just get rid of those organs either that's horrible um, but nonetheless in some cases I know if, if you have to have extreme surgeries things can happen but um but the child is not a part of your body even though it is gestating within you it is not a part of your body it is a separate life a separate entity you're just carrying it for that specified amount of time so to claim that it is not is a lie to claim that it is just a part of you it's just cells within you is a lie there is a very finite time small amount of time when the fertilization happens that you can say well it's just a few cells now technically in a way just at that point in time now this is a very small amount of time technically in a way that's kind of true in that it's you know it's just a few cells it is already though it is already a separate entity and that's why it grows into a baby from those cells you know because it starts with the egg and the sperm cells but like I say that's a small amount of time and once conception has happened it, it really is a separate entity it's just growing you know into that um, so but on a technical technicality type of level you can kind of say that initially but the problem is I would say almost 100% of the time nobody knows they're pregnant at that time and it doesn't take any it only takes like you know a week to get past that stage or less so and probably probably most most nobody knows they're pregnant by the time a woman knows they're pregnant they have a they have a baby they have um, a, it may be very small but they have a little fetus they have a little a little child within them and from then on I'm sorry that's murder and even in that early stage when it's just a an egg that's been fertilized it still is murder though I admit that on a technical level if you talk about it just being those two cells at that initial point of conception okay fine does that mean it's any less alive does that mean it's not a separate life that's what it's growing into that's what it becomes So, you may be able to reach into that and find some gray area, 
but this whole idea of murdering babies in the womb up through nine months and, and up through the time of birth is, is insane. It is just a horrible, awful thing, and it is not a good thing, and it is, it is not birth control. I'm sorry, that is not birth control. And maybe we should rename that, because maybe that's the problem, calling it birth control. Maybe it should be called conception control, with the understanding that, you know, nothing is 100%. You take your chances, you know. Um, and that's why you really shouldn't be having, you know, sex if you're not ready to have a baby. If you're not, you know, married and in that relationship and ready to roll. ready to start your family I understand we're all young at some point and mistakes are made <laughs> I understand that when that happens when you get caught in that you know we need to be we need to own up to it and accept it and uh, take on that responsibility to teach otherwise is to teach wrong and is to again I think call good evil and evil good it's 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 backwards So then, I also have some other issues that I've written down here. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through some of these. And I want to cover all this in depth. I may not need to as much now, but we may come back and revisit any or all of these and other issues. Um, like I say, I want this to kind of be kind of a series. Maybe I'll do like one a week. Most of them are not going to be this long. Okay, so bear with me. This is just a one-time thing where I just really feel that these things need to be talked about and discussed. So, we've talked about those things, and, uh, and abortion, I still, I'm going to say that is the number one issue, okay? That is. But, there is, you know, and, and calling abortion, like I said, a, a woman's issue is wrong. It's not a woman's issue. That baby can be a guy. That baby can be a girl. It's a baby issue that's what it really is it's a baby issue and it's 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 kind of like in Nazi Germany where they were killing the Jews well that was a Jewish issue I wouldn't say that was a whatever you could say it's a German issue I suppose but uh. and in Russia when Stalin was having these people killed I mean again and there are there have been lots of genocidal things down through history so I'm just giving you two examples that I happen to know of because I read about them when I was younger okay so I'm not picking on anybody or trying to compare anybody to them necessarily but what I'm saying is is we have taken something and made it a tool for murder and then we have politicized it and made it an acceptable murder in our society and it's not acceptable it's not acceptable at all and more and more we've got to change this idea that that is morally acceptable to murder children in the womb that what should be a great blessing what should be a wonderful thing has been turned into like we say you know an evil thing or evil has been turned in you know what should be a great blessing has basically basically been made or turned into something that sounds like an onerous task that can't be handled you know and yet we're all here because people have handled it people have had children and raised them for thousands and thousands of years 
So it's not impossible to do it. And it's not impossible to give a child up for, for adoption. That can happen. And adopted children can have wonderful lives. And you can always give your child a chance. If you kill them, they have no chance. Alright, alright, alright. So, moving on. Um, there's other issues. Um, one I have written down here, and maybe I'll make this the last, and I'll quit trying to just keep this going, um, is gender issues. This is not an issue. You are born as a male or a female. There, there is, your DNA dictates what you are. There is no other. Yes, in a very low percentage of births, there's some weirdness, and they have to go and look at the DNA and look at different things, you know, uh, to really identify what that baby is, okay? Because... You know, we know that abnormal, you know, sometimes someone is born with um, with a problem. Some people are, you know, born blind or born with this, this problem or that problem. And unfortunately, when it comes to sexual organs, uh, there is a rare, but it does happen, there's a rare thing where you can be born and on the surface, looking, it is... Um, I can't think of the right word. It's confusing. It's um, It gives you the appearance of maybe both or either. Okay? Um, so, that is a rare thing. But they go, they can go, especially nowadays. Now, I admit, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago, that was a much harder thing. But nowadays, um, you can check. You know, you, your baby can be checked. They can do testing to see. Very easy, you know. Um, they can take a sample and test and see what your baby is. We have, you know, we have genetic and DNA and all these other things that tell us what we are. And see, there's one thing people want to talk about with gender and all this. And I, I had, a, I had a, a smart person, a good person, say that, you know, all this stuff doesn't really matter because your DNA decides what you are as far as your physical being. Now that's just our bodies that we ride around in, okay? That's like our vehicle is our body. But our body is what it is. You know, and DNA tells you that you're a guy or a girl. You're a male or a female. That's how we're born, and there's no way around it. Yeah, some people are born sterile, but they're still born either male or female. So there is no other way to be born. You're born male or, male or female. Okay, and, and that's a truth. That is not a my truth. That is not a my perspective. That is a fact. We are born one or the other. You're born with those chromosomes, with that DNA, and that's what you are. The problem is people are not content with what they are. And and this, to a great degree, I, to some degree I don't understand, but to some degree I do. To a great degree I think I do. Because it comes down to being content with what you are and accepting what you are. One of the first things we have to do, and we need to, we need to be teaching this to our children, is to accept what we are. I'm a guy, 
I have to accept that I'm a guy and move forward in my life from there. The idea that you can change that, and there are people who try to change that, is it's not realistic. It's not going to work for you. Um, because at your core, at your DNA, you are what you are. You are a guy. You can go through hormones, you can go through surgeries, you can do whatever, and you can even have the defining parts of you changed and removed, though I don't know of anybody who actually gets that done, but that that's an extreme that I think they, they say that they can do. I don't know if it's totally possible. I don't know how successful that is. But I don't think that's what people do. I think... I think 99.9% never have that surgery done because, well, because it doesn't work that well and because it, it would, you would never be right, okay? Um, so, so there were, you know, okay, and that we'll take, we'll take Jenner, for instance. Okay, now he's changed his name to Caitlyn Jenner, but he's not a woman. He's not a woman. He will never be a woman. I'm not trying to be mean to him. I am absolutely not. And his name does not matter to me. He can call himself whatever he wants. But I don't like the idea of presenting a lie and pretending to be a woman. If you want to say you're dressing in drag, at least that would be more honest. It's still weird and funny, but at least that would be more honest. You know, we used to look at that as a humorous thing. You look at Klinger and MASH and Milton Berle and some of those guys that used to dress up. It was done for comedy. It was not meant to be serious and no one really took it serious. But, uh, but now, you know, it's promoted as, again, an alternate lifestyle. Something you can do. You can, if you're a guy, you can pretend to be a woman. Well, yeah, in a way, you can pretend to be a woman. But when you go to the extent and, and like if you're doing costume parties and uh, Halloween parties and uh, you're doing silly stuff like that and a guy dresses up as a woman it, it's, it's funny and it's being done for humor there's nothing wrong with that okay I mean you know I think the British call it like fancy dress parties they have costume parties and uh, one of the things is you know it's been, it happens here all the time too a guy will dress up as a girl and, and it's, it's funny it's meant to be funny um, but that's not that's not what we're talking about here. Here we're talking about where people want to claim that they are a different gender, but they aren't. They aren't. They're they they are what they were born as, and to say differently is is a lie. It's a form of a lie. Now you may not be happy as what you are. You may not be content as what you are that's a different story and that's a different subject that is a that is again an emotional and mental issue okay I'm not saying you should get shocked or anybody should be mean to you or treat you badly nothing like that but we have to accept what we are first if you can't accept what you are and move forward from there you you will not be happy you will never be happy and that's that's what this is all about it's people being discontented or uncontent or malcontent about what they are. They're just not content with themselves as they are. And we have to start from that place. There is no other way to go. Um, 
you know, to say again, you know, this is going back, putting bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter, light for darkness, darkness for light, and calling evil good and good evil. If you're a guy, you can't just say, well, I'm a girl. It doesn't work that way. I mean, your DNA is what it is. Your, your, your body, it is what it is. You know, we have a problem where, you know, they're allowing guys to claim to be girls. And they call it transgender, but you're not really changing. The only way you would really be transgender is if you could change your DNA, which you can't. Now, backing up from that to what you can do, in, you know, um, backing up from that, then the only other option would be to have everything, and I mean everything, really changed as much as medically possible. And I would bet that most people would not be willing to do that, and with good reason. And so at that point, you had to back up further and say, well, then why am I trying to do this if I'm not willing to really go the whole mile? Um, well, the reason is, is because I think within us, we know, we know what's really right and wrong, okay? And we may be discontented, we may not be content, I may not be content, maybe I'm too short, maybe I'm too tall, maybe I'm too fat, though I admit fat is, is a different subject because you can change that easier, but being too tall or too short or maybe my arms aren't long enough, my hands are too big, my hands are too small, you know, whatever, all this stuff. Those are things we can't really control or change, um, and we have to content ourselves with the way we are. That's very hard to do, and I struggle with that myself because I, you know, well, because I, I am what I am. I'm just a, I'm just a pudgy old ball guy, you know. But, um, you know, that's like th that's like that. I couldn't control that. I mean, that my hair just went away, and it went away at a very young age. It happened for me back, you know. Um, you could tell when I was 19 and 20 that my hair was going. It was I was balding fast. It happens to some of us. There's nothing you can do about it. It's life. Um. So this this whole gender thing is not really a, it, there's really no issue except that people are not wanting to be content with what they are, and then they want to lie about what they are. They want to present themselves basically as a lie, which is not good. It's it's not good. The thing we can't do for these people because if we do this it, it hurts them it doesn't help them and it's not in love the thing we can't do now we can call them by whatever name they want to be called as um, we can talk to them and be loving toward them but we can't accept like Jenner Jenner I, you'll always hear me call Caitlyn Jenner a guy because he is a guy I'm not trying to be mean out of love and out of truthfulness, I have to say he's a guy. Now, I admit, you could meet somebody and not know if, if they're really good at what they do, and, and you can't tell that they're a guy and not a girl. You might be fooled, and that's okay. That just means you were fooled. That doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. But if you know the truth, <clears throat> we have to treat them in truth and in love. We have to talk to them in truth and in love. And I don't think furthering their illusion or their 
um, what's the other word? Um, it's because it's kind of an illusion, but it's 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 a negative illusion, furthering their um, their idea that they can be another sex when they can't. I mean, they just can't, and it doesn't help them if we promote that and make that acceptable. That doesn't help them. That hurts them. Anytime someone is doing something wrong and yet you give it that okay stamp and you you say it's okay and it's alright and and you go, oh, okay, well, I will call you she and, and her and it's a guy. You know, you're, you're promoting their disability. You're promoting their problem. You're not helping them. To help them, you have to you have to speak to them and say, "Look, in all honesty, you're a guy. I'm gonna talk to you as a guy. Um, I will call you whatever name you want to be called, and I will treat you out of love and respect, like I would anyone else. But, but you're a guy. I can't I can't refer to you as a girl. And and if it's a girl, I can't refer to you as a guy. That's you're just not that. That's not to be mean to you at all." You know, and it, there's nowhere that it's more apparent than if you look at some where they allow some sports, they wear, they allow these guys they call transgender into these women's sports because they identify as a woman, and then they instantly smash records and just beat the women to a pulp because we're we're made differently. There is definitely a difference. You know, that's an, that's another thing. If we move off of that, there's. Um, there's the whole issue of men and women being interchangeable and we're all the same and there's no difference. Yeah, there are. There's definite differences. They're there for a reason. Again, it's a matter of we need to accept those differences. If we accept who we are and accept those differences, we can move forward from there. Is there anything a man can do that a woman can't do? Only one thing. A woman cannot inseminate another woman. Other than that, in general, by and large, a woman can do anything a man can do. However, there are certain caveats to that. A low, very low percentage of women can actually be as physically strong as a very physically strong man. And the stronger the man is, the lower the percentage of women that can meet that is, you know. Uh, the strongest man in the world, there will be probably no woman that's as strong as the strongest man in the world at that time. You know what I mean? She might be close. She might be really close, because there are some really strong women. There are some really physical, physically strong, fast women. <clears throat> and the reason I'm talking about purely physical stuff is because that's what a lot of this boils down to. It's, it's, it's physical, and it's written into our DNA, and we are different for, for reasons. There are good reasons, because we're meant to be different, and we're meant to have slightly different roles. Not that we can't do a lot of the same things. We can do most all the same things. You know, men and women can both uh, box and wrestle and fight, but... Men, in their DNA, they're just genetically made to be physically stronger in a general sense. You could easily find a woman that's stronger than me, that could lift more than me, and that could probably uh, punch me out. It would still be a fairly low percentage of women, but not as low, because I'm not 
that physically fit. <laughs> but <clears throat> if you take Olympic, Olympic athletes, you know, the higher up that chain you go, uh, then the lower the percentage of women are that's going to be able to match the guy. And that's because of our DNA, our coding, and the way we're made. We're made differently. That's okay. We have to accept these differences. That doesn't mean women can't compete. Certainly they can. And there are, there are some, like I say, there are some women who can just beat the majority of the men, even, because they're that good. And then there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying we, we need to accept who we are. <coughs> a guy can never give birth to a baby. I'm sorry, it's just not possible. Even, even <coughs> pardon me, even if they found some way to medically fake that or, or find a way to create some weirdness like that, it, it still would not truly be the same. And that goes for both men and women. <coughs> we just have these things, you know. Where we, where we are different, and we're different for a reason, just like the birds and the other animals. There, between the sexes, there's usually some, some little differences, and there's reasons for that. <coughs> Pardon me. I've probably gone on too long, but nonetheless, you know, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Just, you know, it's just a, a matter of lying about what you are and calling something evil that's good, good and evil, darkness and light, you know, calling something that it's not, saying it's male when it's female, saying it's ma female when it's male, <coughs> all these ideas and things, I'm very sorry, hold on just a second, <coughs> all these things like that are just, <coughs> they're just, it's lies, it's, um, it's not true and it's not good and we don't want to like I was saying, we don't want to feed their illusion, their their discontent. Um, we don't want to feed the uh, delusion. Delusion, that's the word I'm looking for. We don't want to feed the delusion that they can be something they're not. It's unfair, and it's not out of love. When you feed someone's delusion and you tell them something that is... Or you go along with something that's not true, just... You know, because you think that's what they want, or whatever, whatever reason, it's it's not. That's not love. Love is love is you're going to be honest and truthful, and that's how we need to be in all these situations. Is we need to make sure we speak to people in truth and in love, and we need to always. We need to always, um, you know talk to them calmly and in love and not, you know, if you can't if you can't have a conversation with someone because you're upset or because they're upset, then, you know, agree to to say, hey, you know, that's okay, we can talk about this another time if you're open to it. You know, don't try to hammer something on somebody when they're not willing to accept it. If they want to talk about it, that's fine. If they don't, then it's, you know, it's okay. But do, you know, do take the time to explain to them, you know, hey, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you and treat you in truth and in love. Um, but I have to tell you that these things, you know, these things are not right. You know, you, you are not, you were born a male, you are not a female. You will never be a female. No matter how much you want to be one, 
you're you're not going to be. You need to to be happy. You need to accept yourself. You know, um, truth truth is very important in these things. Um, in all of these things, we have to be truthful, and we have to find a way to be truthful in love and be nice and. We can't just rail against people, and we can't just judge people and say, "Why well, you're going to hell, you know, that's that's not conducive to any conversation. That's not going to help. You know, the real thing is to say, look, this, this is not right. This is not the way it should be. And yeah, if they're open to it, talk to them about it, about it from the Bible. Talk to them about the Bible. If they're not, then talk to them logically and sensibly as best you can. But don't be afraid to use the Bible. Even if they're not, I mean, if they're not open to that, then you can always, you know, say, well, you know, I, I won't talk to you about it then, or I, or I will talk to you about it another time when you're, you know, willing to maybe or interested. Um, you know, there's no point railing against someone, um, even, even though you, you know, you know from God's Word that that what they're doing is bad for them and you try to talk them out of it all these things that we're talking about by the way all these things are bad for the people doing them that they're really bad if you look at homosexuality that's a horrible thing that they are doing to themselves it is just think of that I mean that whole practice everything about it it's, it's a horrible thing they're doing to themselves because they're not accepting of themselves and they can't just you know get past that mental and emotional problem and then abortion similarly um, it's very awful and horrible for the person having it done they live with that the rest of their lives and if they have multiples I mean that's even worse I mean it's it's horrible for them it's a horrible thing to carry around that guilt and and then the gender issues when we support their delusions, we're not helping them. And they're hurting themselves. They're hurting themselves physically. They're doing all kinds of things to try to be something that they're not, that they're never going to be. Their, their DNA is never going to allow them to be that. And so these are horrible, hurtful things for these people. And, uh, and I really think it all stems back to this kind of corruption, this kind of societal corruption where, you know, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. And that's Isaiah 5, 20 and 21. I think that's what this all gets back to. And there are a lot of other problems and things we can talk about and discuss. And like I said, I want to try to do one of these a week and they're not going to be this long. Um, this is like my opening salvo or barrage, and I know it's it's really huge. Um, it's going to be a lot to listen to. Maybe I will break it up into parts if I can, um, but I may put it all out as one thing. So, anyway, um, looking at these at these issues, um, I think they all go back to this. They all go back to not accepting the truth and trying to warp the truth into something it's not and then because you refuse the truth and you refuse to accept the truth about yourself you know the facts 
you you don't want the facts to be what they are so you're trying to change it and you're trying to make everyone else change it and accept it and you know that's I mean that's just really never going to work that's not the way it's going to be that's you're never going to change these facts these facts are you know <clears throat> that killing a child is murder you know you're born whatever sex you are and that's what you are that's you can't change that your DNA we, we don't have any way to change that we would probably kill you trying to change that and it's not it's not worth you dying over I mean when you come right down to it our bodies and the way we are that's just that's just a physical thing your spirit your soul is way more important than what you should be focusing on so alright well thank you for listening I hope it I hope it is of some use to you and I hope it is helpful in some way um, I'm gonna continue on with our normal our normal progress our normal reading um, I don't want you to think that I'm not uh, I just wanted to do this and I'm going to try to do smaller versions definitely smaller versions of this in the future okay I'll try to do pick something and do something like once a week um, some of it may be repetitive because like I say the, the single most important thing right now is uh, we really need to stop the murder of these uh, of these babies it's, it's just so wrong that's the single most important thing right now facing the whole world really alright um, again, thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day, and remember, God loves you.